Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room pubisode. Last time we solved Danny's Temple Escape Room with a surprise aha moment. If you haven't listened to it, then you might want to hop back. There's spoilers ahead. This time, you join us just as we're about to enter the Merry Monk, where we have a wee drinky, a chat, discuss puzzle mechanics, Buddhist temples, and the right to roam. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hello. Haven't seen you in ages. Oh. Aww. Okay, right. So, so uh, yeah, last time we were escaping from Danny's colour emotional monk's retreat. I went for, uh, if you will, Temple of Mood. <laughs> oh. Because it's uh, Doom backwards. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So many levels. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So last time we were escaping from the Temple of Mood. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and we're now at the pub, the Merry Monk. Uh, what's everybody drinking? Danny, what are you drinking? Uh, because I knew I had to do a lot of talking and mouth stuff, I'm afraid I've gone for boring old water. Oh, What yeah. kind of mouth stuff are you expecting on this podcast? <laughs> 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 Maybe some gong noises and some... Blah, 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 blah. And the stuff for the bonus, bonus uh, content. That's, yeah. that's for the only Hello, patrons. I'm Anna, and I'm drinking <laughs> San Miguel. Nice. Delish. Yeah. Classic. And I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking my second bottle of Hobgoblin Gold this evening. Delicious. Mm. Such a classic. I, you know, I very nearly picked up a bottle of Hobgoblin Gold myself this evening. I like, it is good know, stuff. I wasn't like a massive Hobgoblin drinker um, until I started doing this podcast. And it became such a regular <laughs> And I don't drink anything. Now, if I'm in algae, <laughs> I, I need something for, for recording the podcast. And I, I go... Well, it's either going to be 19 crimes if I'm in a wine mood, or it's Hobgoblin goal if I'm in a beer mood. Um, so thank you for indoctrinating me into the cult of Hobgoblin. Uh, Fun fact, Jamie didn't drink until he met us. <laughs> <laughs> he was teetotal. <laughs> I'm only 17 years old. Look upon me in despair. 19 crimes is so good. We, we um, On your recommendation, we brought it to my brother's house recently and it was delish. So thanks mm, for that. So good. Oh, we... Um, we recently did a count of the corks that we've collected, and we have eighteen of the nineteen crimes. We oh. are we are one crime, and it's it's that one crime. Apparently, a few years ago, they held a contest to find it, and if you find it, you win like a thousand pounds. So I have no hope of actually getting that last uh, crime. Oh. But you're one sin away. The journey will be so delicious to try and find what? it. <laughs> what is the crime? I don't know. That's that's part of the magic, is that you don't know until you find it. But where are you supposed to find it? It's in in the cork. It's, oh, it's, it's, on, it's, on the... it's written on the cork. So we have many, many, many corks. Oh. <laughs> and many crimes. <laughs> I love how um, like cigarette cards have gone full classy loop <laughs> to uh, wine corks. And I'm uh, Riggity Diggity Mike Collins, and I am drinking uh, a tin of Vocation Session IPA, or Vocation Heart and Soul Session IPA, because uh, I very nearly bought a big bottle of Hobgoblin Gold, and I was like, I've been out on the Raz last night. I'm feeling a little bit wibbly today. I had to have a nap. In the middle of the day. Oh, oh yeah. Lovely. Snazzy. Yeah. So, and this is, this is lovely, actually. This is, um, yeah, this is really good. And I think it's because it's not anything I drank last night. <laughs> yeah. Body would uh, find that and reject it. <laughs> Immediately. Mm. I've not tried the vocation stuff, but it does look good. Like the packaging oh, so I've young. seen yeah. is tempting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, like, there's a lot of session IPAs that aren't actually session IPAs. Uh. Because, like, I love an IPA, but a good IPA doesn't play well with others at all. And you have two tins of it and it just, it fights you guts the whole way down um, <laughs> but this i feel like i could have you know i feel like i could be on this for a day and not be sick that's a good recommendation 
<laughs> yeah, listen, put that on the tin. I'll email them. <laughs> That's next week's sponsor. Do <laughs> <laughs> so last time we were escaping from Danny's Temple of Mood. What, what? a name. <laughs> It had some fantastic mechanics in it. One of my favourite aha moments on the podcast for a while. Uh, yeah, Danny, do you want to like tell us about the room? Like, what was the yeah? Where did it come from? Sure. So uh, I don't know if you recall, Mike, some uh, many moons ago when uh, uh, yourself and myself and John and Alan met up to do an escape room, and while we were debriefing and having some delicious, delicious dinner, uh, you and John started basically listing all of the possible mediums that escape rooms kind of are limited to uh and that kind of got me thinking there must be a different one that we can do within this audio space uh so i was pondering it for a while and i thought actually there's you could have this kind of like mood ring effect where how you guys are feeling or reacting could actually be what influences the room as a different mechanics you were saying you know you've got your combination locks and your fuses and your switches and your you know usual stuff but actually, what if there was a different way that kind of was different enough to befuddle you, but you could still kind of use it to get the logic out and solve a puzzle? That's and it worked. It did work. Yeah. And it was, it was really good. It was, it was interesting because you guys went about it in a completely different way that I had planned. Because <laughs> <laughs> my hope was that you'd immediately go for the switch, switch it, nothing would happen in one of you. I, I'm not going to lie. My money was on Mike. Mike going, oh, nothing happened. Confusion, change. Oh, you know. <laughs> but you, instead you inspected every other bit um, and did it that way. And you also completely missed one of my puzzles as well. So uh, kudos, because you just smashed through it. So um, <laughs> Which one? Uh, it was the... It was the uh, when you found oh, the sun and the moon. The sun and the yeah, moon. So when you found the paper, it said there are three things that cannot be long hidden the sun the moon and the truth which is apparently a buddhist saying mm. oh, uh, or yeah, one cool. of the teachings of buddha um so what was meant to happen was you weren't meant to actually just slam down and and go straight to jealousy and find the actual result so blue had a moon on the ceiling and a combination in the panels and yellow had a sun on the ceiling and a combination in the panels so they were both red herrings and false because the last one that didn't have a symbol was the truth Ah. But uh, yeah, I chose to not be crazy strict with how you guys reacted. But yeah, I think, Anna, you said something marvellous and solved a puzzle. And Mike went, oh, Anna, that was so good. Yeah. I can be jealous of that. And you guys went, oh, there's a fucking combination. Let's just see like, oh, that is actually the one. Green. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it, it, in retrospect, it also explains why the room was purple for so long, because we spent a lot of it just going, what the fuck are we supposed yeah, to Yeah, every time it changed, you guys were like, huh? Like, right back to purple, fuck you. And, and why yellow was so fleeting. What a, yeah, because you literally went, like, hooray, and I was like, cool, they're happy, bong, and you went, oh, it's changed. Bong. No, back to, back to <laughs> so that, that must And be- that's kind of what I wanted, but at the same time, halfway through, I realised that I put the kind of explanation of what's happening in the room in the happy one, but you guys were rarely expressing <laughs> happiness, which is, which is so like, not like how these puzzles normally work. <laughs> but you just never got the, th- the, sh- the cheat sheet that says, here's what the colours mean. But then even uh, then, I gave you the colours and you guys were like, I want it blue. How does this work? Purple <laughs> fusion. <laughs> yeah, I spent a long time looking at that list of colours and emotions without connecting the dots whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's it was, it was, I think, I think Anna and Jamie, you both independently said, like, what's triggering this? Mm. Like, what's changing? Where's that effect? And I was looking at the, the thing. 
And Danny went bong, and I was like, hang on. <laughs> hang the fuck bong. Yeah. yeah. That requires a level of just observation as a GM that I think, don't think I'd, yeah, I'd, I was I'd, I'd be able to do. Yeah, it's tough because I didn't want to be too strict. So there were times where one of you would be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm not quite sure. And I didn't want to just like change it every three seconds and not give you a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I was watching how you guys were reacting. Um. And I, I had to, but normally I can just read like my script, if you like. But I did have a, a notepad this time to track other shit as well. <laughs> Jeez. That was a lot of bits, moving pieces to keep track of. Yeah, that's well yeah done, and massive. I think it's, it's tough when making puzzles because it's that... Um, I don't know if you saw it on QI, but they talked about the curse of knowledge recently, Ooh. which was uh, really interesting. And it was basically if you, uh, the theory was they basically got a load of school kids and they showed them a, a pencil case that was sealed. And they said, what do you think's in there? And kids would say a whole host of stuff, uh, you know, erasers and, you know, all the other shit. And apparently like the adult would say, no, they're pens. And then they'd bring another child in who didn't know what was in there. And the other child would be like, oh, I guess it's an array, you know, erasers. And yeah. the child who'd been told what it is would be like, oh, it's obviously pens. Yeah. And it's that thing where if you know, then it seems like so obvious. But yeah. if you don't know, you've got no clue. And yeah. I, I think when you write the puzzles, at least when I craft puzzles, I think we get from A to B and B to C. Oh, that's far too easy. Everyone's yeah. going to know. That. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, as I was listening, you're like, fuck, there's so many moving parts here. I was like, oh no, have I overdone it now? Thinking, oh, they'll get this instantly. <laughs> that was great. It's 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 really lovely because I think periodically, just up every month or so, I sort of I sit there and go to Laura like, oh, there's, I think we've tapped the bottom of the potential mechanics within audio escape rooms. Like we, We've done every possible permutation of a code and a mm. sound and a thing. And then inevitably, every time somebody comes up with something like Ben with his moon cassette episode and this, and I'm just like, <laughs> I knew a mechanic and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. yeah really obviously, we've got di- we have different rules here, right? It's not like physical room. So I thought there must be so after you and John were having that like kind of thing of listing because John was moaning about that room, wasn't he? And you were saying, well, look, how many different things can you do in an escape room, right? Keypad, lock, combo thing. And yeah, it just got me thinking not since then. I was like, there must be a different thing that we could do here, though, yeah. that we haven't actually touched sure. on before. No, that was so, genius. Yeah, I don't know. My brain just it, at some kind of sleepless night was like what about a big old ring that changes based on your mood (laughs) of course (laughs) was his mood ring yeah (laughs) did the mood did the mood ring um idea was that what led you on to doing the the sort of buddhist temple oh yes continuation on that nice yeah yeah so i was thinking why would there be just a a ring that reacts to your mood there must be some kind of thing behind it so yeah then i kind of went down the the spiritual kind of temple it's reflect Aww. you reflect on yourself and all that kind of stuff oh uh, nice at first but, like, yeah it was it was magical watching your faces when mike was like we trigger the room it's our emotions <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, i thought that was so fun yeah i felt like i was in a pg movie like, like, oh my god the secret was within us oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly oh, oh, i loved so, it uh, I loved is, it. is there any like real buddhism in there that you uh, you slipped in yeah it was literally only that one line so i did look up because I, I had the base principle and I thought you I could use it. I mean, it's not scientifically correct, but use it kind of like a UV light system. Mm-hmm. So the numbers would only glow if the right colour was on. Mm. But again, I, I initially thought, you know, what if I say, oh, you open the drawer and one of you goes, hooray, and the colour changes and you completely miss the number. That's a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. So I was giving you the numbers as part of the you opened it. Yeah, before I thought of like the pagodas opening and stuff, I was like, there must be something 
Buddhism that can work it and that's yeah when oh, yeah. i because apparently you, there's like 40 teachings i think it is and yeah one of them was this the sun the moon and the truth and i thought well that way i can give them a sun and the moon and whatever's left uh. is the answer because that's the truth yeah i like it plus i think but as we all know buddhists canonically listen to enya <laughs> like <laughs> this is a universal truth yeah sail away sail away do you know much about, key, the, so that's okay. um, about the about <laughs> the sand art and its meaning yeah, it's, uh, what is it? I want to say mandala. Uh, mandala. But it's meant to be that you spend the time in the present drawing the shape. Uh, but because it's in sand, you kind of like put your effort into that and then you're okay with being what it is. And then when it's raked over and gone, yeah. you're just kind of mm. like, yeah, I'm cleansed of that moment or whatever. Uh, Part oh, of the cool. enlightenment kind of, sh- I was going to say spiel, but that's not, <laughs> but you know what I mean. That yeah. that's, that's there. Yeah, they, they take the time to focus on that one piece there and then uh. in the present. But yeah, when it's wiped away or raked away or whatever, it's like, cool, yeah, I'm, and I'm not attached to it. It was pretty, but yeah, I'm done. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. Nice. And then, Annie, yeah, you're just immediate deafness of, let's connect those two lines up. Uh, I, yeah, I, you smashed it. I just There's spent no the whole time wanting that. to... To to rake the sand. To be <laughs> have you have you done it before? Then have you done like the the sandy rake thing? No, I've done before? I've done. Um, uh, when I worked at a school, we used to do um, stress busting week, and um, it was very multicultural school. So students would come in and and they'd be like, "Oh, okay, so this is this is something that we could do." So they they did rather than raking in the sand, there they they put like piles of coloured sand. You know, so you'd make a mandala out of coloured sand. Um, and then everyone got told off because we made a mess. <laughs> <laughs> what did they explain? I love, I love the stress busting week involves getting a telling off. Yeah, most, so. yeah, exactly. Teachers included. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Most of stress busting week, um, getting very stressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If stressed, we'll bust you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just glancing oh, yeah, at the guys, watch. You guys but, smashed it. Yeah. Any any other cool like trivia or facts you want to slip in for us? Like, did you mishear Belgium and go Buddhist? Was that uh, like, no? Yeah. That's why I, I kind of shoehorned in the the thing, and I, I've gone for the classic kind of fate of black easy for anyone next. Plus, but no, I went for Merv making a reappearance because I think I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was in Ben's last episode. He he mentioned Merv. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen bloody Merv in ages. I can't remember what happened to him, but let's bring him back. Oh yeah, we should probably link link in the continuity. Show notes. Yeah, we'll link I'm in the show to like the, most, the last yeah. episode the move was in. We'll yeah. link to it. I, I see, just like Johnny Five, but with a television for a chest. Yeah, That's my, my, well, my I, I have a, um, here's a fun bit of trivia for anyone who hasn't been listening this long. I have a certain affinity for Merv because I forgot that I brought him into the one of the endings of my thing, and Ben just ran with him and kept putting him in episodes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, you're Merv's daddy. Yeah. So there, was, there was one where I basically had, I think it was you escaped down a tunnel or something at the end. And then I said this mechanical unit wheels up and described him. And then Ben was like, next episode, he's like, turns out he's called Merv. And he's everyone's friend. I was like, I love this. <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah, just like every time Ben did an episode, like he'd, he'd just reappear. I was like, I love this. I love that Merv's a thing. <laughs> I'm a Merv fan. Yeah. I might do it. some fan art. Yeah. I was going to say, I can... Uh, and definitely, definitely scribbling Merv. I <laughs> Bloody good puzzle, Danny. Really, oh, cheers. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. You guys liked it. Mm. Okay, sounds like it's last orders. Uh, is anybody coming in hot? Anybody got anything burning in them? Fizzing, bubbling? I'm just incredibly annoyed about 
public rights of way not being respected. Because I went on holiday um, last week or this week, whatever week it is. I, I, we were staying in a pub. What is time? What is time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I asked my elbow. But yeah, we tried to go for a walk and we wanted to see a bit of local history, which should be publicly accessible. And we had to ask ask a lady who happened to be stood outside somebody's house, you know, if we could go through somebody's land, somebody's horse paddock, and then we had to ask somebody else who was just stood around next to a horse if we could go through their field in order to see a crumbly, crumbly bridge. And, and I just wanted to see the bridge. And it just really upset me, the fact that, yeah, public uh, walkways are just being completely swallowed Did up. Did they try and land. stop you as you walked past then? They didn't, but they have... The, the problem is, is that they shouldn't be not allowing the public to walk through there, but they, all of them have got signs up saying um, private property, um, access by whatever it's called. Um, no public Oof. access, it says. It says private property, oh. no public access. So did you ask as a courtesy or did you start walking and they started okay. eyeing you up like you shouldn't be here? Well, um, this time we asked <laughs> as a courtesy because I've had um, I've had bad experiences before. and I think Michael's heard this story. Well, I've just been kind of blundering around in the woods, well, walking with my husband. <laughs> as one does in the woods. <laughs> walking with my husband and we've accidentally taken a wrong turn or something and ended up in private land and been yelled at before. As you emerge from the woods from four days. And they're like, Michael like, like, can attest that at the time I was wearing a very nice coat. I don't think I would have looked like a threat. It's my it's my nice my nice coat that I was wearing. But yeah, no, so I was yeah. um, that's now Oh, it's another one of them bloody Blair witches coming out of the woods again. <laughs> I just don't think I look like any trouble. Though, to be fair, the coat is now all snagged from, you know, all the bushes. But anyway, so, I'm making my walks sound extremely chaotic. They're actually completely, really well planned. But yeah, so I was just, just very upset about, about that. But we did, we managed to um, get there in the end. But yeah, so it was just bordered on all sides by private property. And it's, yeah, that it's is a annoying. piece of, uh, of local history. Um, so it was basically an old railway track um, that had a, a bit of a, they they did a bit of a blunder. And uh, I mean, nobody was harmed, but the train kind of went over the edge and everyone's just like, oops, and there's lots of pictures of it. Hmm. And so we wanted to go and see the track. But I mean, yeah, was, we got to see it in the end. Was it worth it for all the uh, inconvenience <laughs> of the farmers and whatnot? <laughs> I thought it was worth it because we got to, so it seems like what they were using, because it was really quite cool. It was in this nice little tunnel of trees. You know how... Um, how railway tracks are usually in a dip and you've got like a verge on either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like that, but it was all abandoned. So that was really cool. Nice. And it had lots of, lots of very old crumbly, crumbly bridges. Um, and then it had, yeah, lots of nice overhanging hanging trees and things. And yeah, it was just a really nice walk. And it seems like they'd been using that, that track to kind of like test their horses. I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> test, test the drive, horse. Test drive horses. <laughs> Take the brick, I mean. Because <laughs> we were making jokes we might get hit by a ghost train, but I was actually a bit ah. worried that I might get hit by a horse uh, walking down there. But it was, um, no, it was it was fun. But yeah, that's just a little gripe of mine. I just think that if it's a public right of way, people should be able to go and I think that's fair. It. Yeah. Should I mean, be yeah. honoured. I mean, it yeah. is handy that you had all the, the country folk sort of at their gates or near their horses waiting for non-locals <laughs> to come by just so they could play <laughs> shotgun <them>. in hand. <laughs> First, you must answer me these questions three. Yeah, the other side, you see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's just lucky that people happen to be standing around. You could just make some bullshit up on a, on a bit of card and laminate it and say, yes, I am the, uh, I'm the shit inspector. 
<laughs> I'm here to inspect all, all the, the fecal matter that appears on this land. Thank you very much. There's a stamp, there's a seal. I am official. Look at my coat. Yes. Yeah, high vis. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Clipboard. Yeah. Well, the thing is, even after we had permission, we had to hop over a, a um, an electric fence. Oh, well. Jesus. So it was it was really quite a trek. And the thing, and also Dom didn't want to tell me what it is that we were going to go and see because he'd planned it as a surprise to be like, oh, look at this thing. You know, oh, I've taken you on a nice walk and here's this nice little feature in the middle. So he had to he had to do all the asking. He kept like kind of leaving me hanging back, which looked very sus. When I give a signal, this woman, please can let me through. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we went to see it. It was it was very nice. So awesome. where was it? What's it called for other people who uh, are in the area um, and want to trespass? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Now I feel bad because I don't want people... Well, no, it was in Olney um, and it was the Olney... Um, oh, I've forgotten now. It's, it's the arch, the Olney Arch, arch Theatre. So in the summer, sometimes they do um, like productions there, but because it's the winter, they won't do anything like that. But it's basically, it's three arches that used to be part of a railway line um, that's now defunct. And then there's a big, long... long uh, you know, railway track above it that you can climb up to. But yeah. Such a nice surprise that you forgot the name of it. <laughs> yeah. It was a lovely surprise. But um, no, it's very, it was, yeah, the Arch Theatre, I think it's called. Uh, well, at least that's what the locals call it now. But yeah. yeah. Come for the bridge, There's save a... the hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> but only so if nice, you, yeah. If, if, if you're keen on your public rights of ways stuff, there's a really good book by Nick Hayes, uh, The Book of Trespass, Crossing the Lines That Divide Us. It's really, really interesting. Um, he lays out the actual law uh, on it and kind of the history of it as well, uh, of sort of how uh, you know public space has sort of been nibbled away by private land and how naughty landowners kind of put fences over public land anyway and then there's nobody really kind of enforcing it uh, but yeah he kind of he's really good about making you kind of aware of what your rights are and like what the conventions and things are in that book and it's very beautiful it's like really nicely written as well uh really worth a read yeah i just think it's a shame because you know i, I was lucky in that you know i was wearing my nice coat i didn't look like i was going to be a problem but you know if if i wasn't you know just a nice-ish looking Were you wearing person. other nice clothes or was it just a coat? Because that just, might have been your problem. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that lady's wearing weird. nothing but a coat. The farm's just emerged from the woods. The farmer's just like, oh no, not again. <laughs> He's a flasher. Get the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've had a very, very nice walkie, walkie holiday and then walkie, drinky um, holiday. Very nice. <laughs> walkie, drinky, trespassy, trespassy losty. Trespassy, losty. <laughs> Emerge from the woodsy. Nice coaty holiday. Yes. Oh, no, nothing more fun than a spot of trespassing. Mm, yeah, Quickens the blood. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jamie? You got anything coming in? Uh, you know, I I got nothing this week, but I will, you might have to cut this out because I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a, a good podcast episode from, ah, uh, Christ. It's the one from by Christ. Christ. That's amazing. <laughs> That's right. And his sequel to his best-selling book, The Bible, he's now releasing a podcast series. He's doing an audio <laughs> series where he just reads it out and points at all the historical inaccuracies and all the bullshit and contradictions. <laughs> Sensational. I think it's I think it's a podcast episode from um, 99% Invisible by Roman Mars. I'm pretty sure there's one where he talks about like rights of way and rambling and how that whole movement came about. I will try and find the link. And if it's not true... Just cut everything I'm going to say. If it is true, you decide whether you want to cut everything I'm going to say. Right, we'll see if I can find <laughs> yeah. that, that link for you. We can't, we can't let our listeners know that Roman Mars exists because they'll not want to come back to us because <laughs> his voice is so lovely. <laughs> just, he's got the best voice for podcasting. Yes. Uh, I love it yeah. so much. Makes me sick a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've done a spot of trespassing in my time. It's quite, quite thrilling. 
Well, yeah. In an old disused sanatorium up in uh, up in Merthyr Tedvel in my oh. young teens. It that was sounds a, fun. It was it was like one of those things that was it, the building was condemned because it was literally falling apart. Half the the place had gone, so you could just like it was a, a living cutaway of the old hospital. But there were still beds there, Hello. and there were still like you know there was shoes and there patience. was a doll. Um, yeah, patience. It, it, was, it was it was creepy as fuck. But then yeah, there was. A, Hello it, again, Jamie. <laughs> I'm playing. Why did you leave us? us? This is. Yeah, <laughs> there was also a security guard there with a flashlight, and he chased yeah. us out. And then they demolished oh. the building about a couple of years later because it re- really was in that bad a state. So we were right not to go there. So Yay. let that be a warning <laughs> to you, kids. <laughs> so, listeners, if you take anything away from this episode, it's that trespass is great. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> and you should be doing it immediately. Um, it's but the, not in crumbly buildings. Yeah. It's no. the most fun you can have with your clothes on and then, like, the top three things you can do with your clothes off. <laughs> Naked trespassing. Come in soon. Yeah. <laughs> things you with your coat on. Oh yeah, yeah. make sure you can protect against the chill. You know. Yeah, yeah. and tune into the next pub episode to find out what the other two are. <laughs> the answers may surprise you. <laughs> Three out of ten listeners can't believe. <laughs> How the fuck do I end this? I've forgotten. Uh, you just, press you, the stop. You button. just go bye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did I I'm done choice? now and I'm bored. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's it for us in the pub this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to bugger off back to the Infinite Escape Room now, maybe grab a cheeky KFC on the way mm. and uh, see where we pick up in the next episode, the Escape Room episode, uh, rejoining at Danny's Dark Hole with long-term pal, Mysterious Merv. Mysterious Merv, Malleable Merv. The yeah, malleable mode. mechanical nerve. Malleable mechanical nerve. Malleable mysterious. Who, who may be mysterious and mystical? Magical nerve. Turns out he was driven by Mystic Meg the whole time. Oh. <laughs> we love you lots. We'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye now. Bye bye, gang. Love you. Bye. Time to get a KFC. Got me sick on my shoes. Legally different chicken. Mmm, LDC.